engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good evening. Welcome to Tarek Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB and the resurgent.com. I haven't done this in a while, a standalone podcast, uh, but I am I'm dwelling on my radio show this evening. Uh, for those of you across the nation who didn't listen to the show, you can get it on our podcast as well. But I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm really still dwelling on the show in that all I did tonight was open phones and let people call in to say where they were on September 11th, 2001. We had a father call in whose son was a junior in high school and determined after September 11th that he would go and join the army and take the fight to the bad guys and lost his life overseas. Well, lost his life here due to severe injuries sustained overseas. We had another who joined the military. We had one whose best friend rallied people in the World Trade Center and got them out of the Trade Center. She herself getting out before the towers fell. And there are so many stories like this. We are an extraordinary people. We are an extraordinary people. And the nation seems so divided right now in politics. And yet so many Americans when the challenge arises, set aside the partisanship of the day and rise to the extraordinary events when they arise. It's one of the things that bugs me so often about statements like with the passing of John McCain that we we won't have men like this again. Uh, Why? We don't have men like this now because the situation is not necessarily warranted, and yet we do have men like this, who men who rose to the occasion After September 11th, 2001, they left behind their families, their loved ones. They joined the military. They joined the CIA. They decided to take the fight to the bad guys. There are ample examples of people who saw that day what happened and left careers, left wives, left children, left parents, left loved ones, and went to take the fight to Afghanistan and Iraq. They saw what happened. They saw evil, and they decided to fight back. We have these men and women in our nation, and because at this point— We are so far removed 17 years from that time. So many people think now that we don't have people like that. Well, we don't have occasion right now to see those people. We don't have occasion right now to be reminded that such people exist. But when the moment arises, when the time comes, when the fight is had, we see ordinary men and women rising to the challenge. We see ordinary Americans who are just going about their business, going about their daily lives, who are not in any way, shape, or form special. They don't stand out. They're not someone we would think of as a hero. And yet when confronted by evil, when confronted by adversity, when confronted by trouble, when confronted by a challenge, they rise. Others may not rise, but they do. Others may not rise, but these people not only stand up, they take charge, they lead. Others may turn around and go in the other direction. They head towards the fight. They head towards the controversy. They head towards the occasion as the occasion arises. They meet the challenge as it needs to be met. And so many people forget that. We get overshadowed in this country by the old men. 
And there's nothing wrong with that, and I don't mean it pejorative. I don't don't mean to slight them, but the old men of history, the the John McCain's, who's who they're they're dead, and and we look to the past and we say we don't have people like that. We don't have a Patton. We don't have a Lincoln. We don't have a John McCain. And in the grand scheme of things, I submit to you, John McCain, a war hero, was although I disagreed with him on partisan on partisan terms and political terms, he was a war hero, but he he was not Lincoln, nor was he Patton, a hero nonetheless. But men rise to meet the challenge as the challenge presents itself. And should the challenge come and be so great, I believe we would see men and women rise to greatness. But we haven't had that in a while. And frankly, as American politics has gotten so dirty and so frustrating and so mind-numbing and so exacerbating exasperating for people who they want to make a difference and they see they can't make a difference in politics. They go elsewhere. They go to the private sector. They go to nonprofits. They create jobs for other people. The number of people who have gone out and created companies in this country to employ the veterans who did go fight and face evil. And we sometimes forget about them. We're overshadowed by the men of yesterday, the, the men of legend, if you will, that we forget those people still exist in the here and now. And we don't see them because there isn't a challenge for them to meet. But if the challenge comes, they're there. We as a people, it's the habit of people, more or less. You know, C.S. Lewis warned about this in the Screwtapes letters. Uh, you never keep, never keep people in the present where God is. Have them look to the future. So when the future arrives, they've conjured something in their head that doesn't look like the future. So when they get to the future, they're disappointed or keep them in the past where they've conjured up a past that is so brilliant and so great that they're disappointed with the present because the present doesn't look like the past that never was, but in their mind was. We all do that. You either look to the future and think it's always going to be better. I mean, what do we say about this country? Its best days are always ahead. And I believe that to be true. But so many people look at the past and they really say that now that was where we need to be. That's when people got along. That's when this country was doing stuff. That's when this country was kicking China's tail. And we make an idol of it. We make an idol of the future. We make an idol of the past. We don't in the present. We don't live in the present. We don't, by not living in the present, we don't appreciate God and his present blessings. We don't appreciate the people in the here and now. We don't appreciate our neighbors now. We don't appreciate where we are now. We don't appreciate our job now. We don't appreciate the blessings given to us now. And we don't appreciate or understand the quiet soul who will become the leader when we need them. But they're there. We are an extraordinary people in the present tense. It's not that we were. It's not that we will be. It's that we are. We may not see the people we need. But they're there and it might be you. You have not been confronted with the challenge. But when the challenge comes, maybe it's you who rises and leads. So don't despair. Don't don't look on people who are dead, people who are dying, people who are aged and think we'll never have them like that again. We are all unique. But our generation, this generation here and now confronted by the challenge may yet stand and be ready. We should not, I think, be so focused on the past lives that we can't appreciate that. We 
are an extraordinary people in the here and now. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. There will be people you may disagree with their partisan politics, but when needed, they'll be there. It may be your neighbor. It may be your son. It may be your daughter. It may be your wife, your husband, your mom, your dad, but they'll be there. And let's remember that they will meet the challenge. And the question will be, do you meet it with them? Will you be extraordinary? I believe we all have that within us. If we can harness it, maybe some don't. But I tell you this one last time. Let's not forget the ordinary Americans who on September 11th, 2001, and in the days thereafter, stood up and led an extraordinary people in the here and now. I'm Eric Erickson. Have a good evening.